Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever type of day you're having, I hope you're having a blessed one. And we want to welcome you to A Walk with Jesus. On this episode of A Walk with Jesus, we're going to talk about the differences between aliens and angels. And are they the same or are they different? Uh, I'd like to welcome your my co-host, Chris. Uh, seems like we're going to make this a regular thing where both of us are like dueling banjos, going back and forth, spitting out the Holy Scripture as well as knowledge to help one another either sharpen up like tools and swords and uh, help our fellow listeners. Hey, everyone. Yeah, I'm here. I get, I get mesmerized by your intro. and I, I, I kind of daze off. Well, it, it's a, a surreal thing to see that we used to listen to podcasts, and now here we are making one. So I, yeah. I tried to give the same sort sort of format. So I guess we could start off with a small prayer, and then uh, we'll close out with a prayer. And that's maybe how we start our format. But before I do that, I want to say this is brought to you by Hidden Ministries, Hidden Man of Ministries. My apologies, which is uh, ministries that me and uh, Chris are forming. And that's what we started the podcast for, is to be the starting point for it. So, uh, just I just want to say, uh, Lord, thank you for bringing us all here together. We ask you for the listeners to be able to grasp this word that we're going to share with them, for it to touch their hearts and help them enlighten them. I know that this may be a touchy subject for some, but at the same time, this is a subject that many of us wonder. And if you want to help us, Lord, to enlighten us, to share the gospel with people and be able to help them to share it with those that are around them. We thank you all, my Lord, for this day and every day you bless us with. So, you know, I pray, my Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm, I'd like to uh, ask you before I go into the research that I've dug into, uh, what are your thoughts on aliens, first and foremost, before I ask you your thoughts on angels? Okay. So it's kind of a complicated subject. Um, uh, first of all, the reason why this is conversation is important to have is because sometimes fiction tends to be more palatable to the masses than reality. Right. And so, um, aliens is an idea that was popularized, I would say, uh, with the advent of technology, photograph, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason why it's important to me is because I've always, like everyone else, had a, um, a a desire to look into the the secrets of the universe, right? Um, yeah. I, my sister, when she was into all the alien um, testimonial books and stuff, she still has them in her library. And believe <laughs> yeah. it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, those things like actually um, paved the way for both of us to have a a more curious, um, you know, to pave our curiosity for the unknown, which is what eventually lead us to God. But my specific thoughts about aliens are uh, aliens are um, things that are foreign to the normal reality that we're used to. Um, specifically, I, I, beings that don't live on Earth, but interact with and um, you know visit Earth and so forth. Um, characterized by flying spaceships, et cetera, et cetera. That's what aliens are to me. And um, I think there's some crossover. I th the reason why this topic is interesting from a biblical point of view is because there's crossover because God is by definition foreign and alien to humanity, right? And so um, rather than come out right out and say, you know, aliens are a stupid idea, I think there's some 
I'm inter- I'm more interested in where those things meet rather than the the far fetched theories on either side. So, well, I'll give you my brief thoughts, and then I'll go into what Webster thinks about it, which is Webster's what many people you know look into the internet or whatnot. Uh, who is that? I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. Webster, yeah. you know, the little short fella from that show. Um, no, okay. So my thoughts are. I was initially enamored by aliens when I was a child as well. I used to actually believe there was probably an alien spaceship outside my window when I was uh, living in an apartment complex. I swear that this light, uh, that this uh, water tower was an alien spaceship that abducted me and somehow there was a miraculous scar on my side. Now, that is where I will tell you that now as a Christian, a deep believe in Christian that that was probably a demonic thought placed in my head to make me think of something other than God to place me with the idea that there's a greater being, but it's not God. It's an alien, you know, alien, the altar. If you think about aliens are the alternate, uh, view, people are more receptive to accepting aliens than they are God. And the reason why is because now, especially with our mass media and our technology and, you know, our sci-fi films that we pop out left and right, we now have implanted the idea of aliens are real. They're a life form, and they have come here. But the truth is, according to Webster's, oh, well, yeah, according to the dictionary, Webster's, the definition of alien is belonging or relating to another person, place, or thing. <laughs> it says strange in alien environment relating belonging or owning allegiance to another country or government talking about you know foreigners uh see an exotic sense which is alien plants um coming t- from another world <laughs> extraterrestrials alien beings and alien spaceship when it comes to knowing what alien life forms might be like we don't have any idea that's from kate shusher and then the last <laughs> thing is different in nature or character, typically to the point of incompatibility, ideas of alien democracy. So, the, I mean, there's so many, like, you go to nouns, verbs, adjectives. I mean, it is amazing the things you find on aliens. And then you go to angels. Angels do not even have, they don't have a vast, I mean, there's like eight little sections, but there's not a nouns, verb, and all this, that, and the other. It's just like, okay, well, angels. And you're pretty much looking at, they're pretty much all summed up around the same thing, a, a spiritual being superior to humans and power intelligence, which that's not true. First and foremost, they're not superior to humans, but uh, that is that is what it is. Right. Um, Can I just say something really fast? Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that thought. No, I was yeah. just saying, it was, the second part was, it's an attendant, a spirit or guardian, which is more likely. And it says, a, usually a white robed winged figure or human form and a fine art so i mean people have depictions of what aliens are and then they have a depiction of what angels are and the two you know kind of they're similar but they're different if you think about an angel is an alien because they're foreign to us we're not used to seeing angels every day unless you're truly in tune with the, the holy spirit right yeah so that's why in the beginning i kind of expressed that i'm more interested in where the crossover is yeah, But if I can be cynical for a second, um, you know, when I got into apologetics, which is defending Christian faith to unbelievers, 
uh, and even believers within the same religion, right? Christians. Yeah. Um, I found a lot of people were more willing, like you said, to defend the idea of alien life on Mars or elsewhere, rather than they were to entertain the idea of a God existing beyond Earth, right? And yeah. even Christians seem to have this profound, like, desire to protect the idea of alien life. You know, when I when I got in a conversation with a close friend, I was talking, you know, you know, this is and I, was, I can be stubborn sometimes. And I said, you know what? This is it. I mean, there is no such thing as aliens. Um, and he was sort of disappointed, right? In the idea that we're alone. And I don't, I never get that. And I've come to the conclusion that aliens, like other forms of science fiction, like multiverses, we talked about this the other day, right? It's funny how science, basically the musings of science nerds, sci-fi stuff music art not music but movie you know these ideas these grandiose ideas of alien life and infinite numbers of universes these things were seemingly put forward by the media and in a sense because they are so similar to alien or angels and god they sort of robbed the curiosity that people naturally have towards god right so in other words instead of a person finding that he or she is fascinated with the idea of finding God out there and all the supernatural experiences that he or she would inevitably have throughout the course of their life, instead of attributing those to God, they do so with aliens, you know, because aliens are more of a popular idea. And I think that's a great disservice because I think those, some of those weird things that happen to you, that happen to me and to you and to everybody else, those, some of those things are the clearest interactions with God sci-fi ideas. Well, I'm going to say this, uh, you know, one of the things that, like I told you the other day, that blew my mind is when I read in the Bible how there were four different types of angels that were standing there. There was one that had a face of a lion, one that had four different types of human faces, one that had a face of an eagle, and one that had a, what was that, face of a cow or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. You know, the point is, that freaked me out. I was like, what the heck? Why, why are there, why did God create something so scary-like, right? Yeah. Can you imagine one of those things is coming up before you and you see this this four-faced type creature walking towards you, which is called a cherubim, by the way, which is what Satan was. So that's why he has four different faces he shows you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see this creature and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? And it freaks you out. But the thing is that I guess to sum all this up, aliens were really truly introduced into us, which is kind of interesting around the 1950s that's when they became very popular because uh i want to say that's when um roswell and all that took place coincidentally that's the same time that they would find the uh Dead Sea Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. so it's kind of like okay well there's aliens here but then there's also a biblical you know a biblical discovery that's huge that totally made the book of john very you know, like people took it more seriously once they got the dead sea scrolls like book of john it's a part of it now you know yeah all of christianity in fact yeah dead sea scrolls sort of outlined all of the early thoughts of the pre-christian era so yeah yeah i mean yeah i i see what you're saying that's awesome and so you think about this also during that time frame there was a tv show and the tv show was called uh, i think it lost in space 
I want to say. And then you had Star Trek and all those other shows. Those were around that time frame. And the reason why I'm pointing that out to you is Lost in Space, I think they said started in 1968. But the point is, is that sci-fi really got started pushing out towards us. We had people trying to go into outer space. A lot of people believe we never even touched them, in which I'm not going to get in that subject. Today. That's a totally yeah, different Yeah, it's not too interesting. But, yeah. you know, my point is, is that um, when you have, now we have a mask that we hide behind. But with angels, angels, they don't do that stuff. What angels do is their messenger that God had literally created to speak to us as humans, to deliver his message to, uh, since God obviously is so superior and bright and he, we would literally die from just being around his presence, how pure he is. Angels, you know, obviously, and would, would go to great lengths, to you know, obviously work for God. Right. So I got a piece of scripture to go along with it. Cause I did, I do a little homework for this one. So the first time we see anything about angels, kind of, I looked it up in the back of the Bible, which actually has like a little dictionary piece. A lot of people don't know about that in Bibles, but um, it tells you where you find certain words at. And you first look up angel and then you look up angels and you can go to town or whatnot. But uh, it talks about uh, Abraham and it talks about that whole situation that takes place with uh sarah and abraham they have to cast out well sarah and abraham you know dealing with isaac and everything it talks about uh let's go let's see it's chapter 16 verse 7 says now the angel of the lord found her by a spring of water talking about uh, sarah in the wilderness by the spring of the way to sure and he said no it's the hagar my apologies sarah's maid handmaid where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that you shall not be counted for multitudes. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son so that's all my ishmael which is crazy because you think about it he's telling her at this time frame i'm bear you're gonna bear all these children not abraham he's not telling abraham about this but he's telling hagar you're gonna bear all these children they're gonna bear a great nation that is the first implication of the muslim nation right there which is interesting yeah 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 it, it is uh so that shows you that god has implanted a angel to deliver a message and that, and that he's not, they're not there to hurt them. They're like, they're there to protect and help you and guide you through these dark times that you may face. Right. So just some comments on, since we kind of move forward really fast, um, the back when you're talking about the 1950s, 1940s, you know, when the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff were coming about and all the sci-fi, the aliens and stuff. Um, it, to me, you know, that's when the world went kind of went crazy when Israel became a nation state and people were trying to put biblical significance on that. And so they were that idea. There's all these apocalyptic ideas were competing because people thought, you know, the end was coming. And then it's all kind of confusing time. But um, I think it's interesting that 
because when I think about taking the conversation back to my own experiences, um, you know, it is a fact that I've, and I'm a normally, I'm a typically, <laughs> I'm pretty boring, right? I don't believe, I don't buy into conspiracy theories and I won't claim that I've seen stuff that I hadn't seen, but I've seen stuff. I mean, I've, I remember driving home from work one night, um, along the highway, when you kind of overpass, you kind of pass over the city, you got a pretty big cityscape view. And I saw a fireball in the sky. Like, Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, and I watched it disintegrate in front of me. Um, and and I, I saw something similar with a witness, you know, on a different occasion, Shannon, you know, my sister. And um, yeah, because I was not attuned to all that alien crap, <laughs> I'm sorry to be like blunt, but I think it's, um, you know, I think it's, done a lot of disservice to um believing um you know yeah yeah it's it's a rabbit hole it's a distraction um but because i was more focused on god like i immediately recognized it as a sign right something um of god and i think that's to hit my note that i hit back before was i think it's a big disservice that because people are looking for aliens they may unintentionally take something that is from God and attribute it to aliens, which is in essence, an idea that man created. It's an idol that man created. There's no basis in reality for believing that aliens exist. Yeah. But by definition, as you were going through earlier, you know, the kingdom of God, the government of God is not of this world and yeah. we respect the spiritual beings. And, you know, the earlier reference to angels, not by name, um, you know, the sons of God, we talked about this earlier, the Genesis six. Um, yes. Yeah, well, that is, you're right. That would be the first time you hear about angels. Yeah, that is, the sons of man, but they would be like the demons. Yeah. Those right? are demons, right? Those are the demons who essentially come down from heaven and we don't know, we can speculate, but they, they take, they have sex with human beings, right? Oh, it, it, it tells you straight out that they do. That's how they conceive those children. Yeah. Lord. Right. But we, I was saying, alluded to, we don't know if it's forcible. So some theories say that they raped women. Yeah. But that depiction of demons, right? That sounds more in line with the alien stories where people are probed. So, in that sense, I can believe that "quote unquote" aliens, demons, would come and rape people who are susceptible. I mean, if I believe any of those theories, right? I don't want to say that. Yeah, that's more believable than angels because are aliens. I don't think there's an independent being out there known as aliens. Martians, green people from Mars who come and probe people for because of technology. You know, that doesn't no, yeah. Cool idea. If anything's I, happening, it's demon possession. And um yeah, so in that aspect I could I can agree. If we look at it like that, you know, I could I could see your point as far as talking about like the angels forcibly themselves on them. I, I, I could see that, but you know and there are people out there who dream about um, you know, have sexual fantasies with of serial killers, right? So, and there are, believe it or not, there are people out there who have sexual fantasies of demons. I mean, that, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that all goes hand in hand with uh, their their walk with God in a sense, too. Right. Got a little dark here, but I mean, I'm a, really passionate about this subject because I think it's it can either. So here's a thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another picture of an angel. This is during uh, Balaam. And the donkey and the angel. And what this t- entails 
is how God utilized an angel to control an animal to stop this man to get his attention. So I'm going to kind of jump through this. This is uh, 22 of Numbers. Um, and it's, I'm going to say it's, let's go to verse uh, 24. It says, Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyard with a wall on the side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck, uh, struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either right or hand or left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under the Balaam. And Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? All right, so I'm going to pause there. The whole story was Balaam didn't listen to God. He was supposed to be a priest of God's, but then he turned his back on God, in a sense, to the, uh, I want to say it was the Moabites for money, which the Moabites were going against Joshua, and uh, trying to, you know, they're fighting over the land of which would become Israel at that time frame. But it's interesting because God controlled that donkey. The donkey could see the angel. Balaam could not see the angel at the time because he wasn't close to God. But he would eventually see the angel during that. So I feel like when our blinders are on, we're not going to see what God's doing. But when we have our blinders off and we're in tune with God, we're going to see everything. Right. I, I yeah, it's interesting. I, I agree with that. Well, you know, it, it goes with the sense of remember Satan, right? Being that he took over the serpent and he was speaking for the serpent and the serpent was able to speak because Satan had control of it. That's my point. And earlier when I was talking about how the devil can control animals. He can only implant thoughts in humans, but they can control animals because animals, I know it sounds crazy, but they don't really have free will. They have active instincts in a sense. You know what I mean? Like they don't have the free will to choose. Oh, well, I'm going to do this or do that. They just instinctively, they eat. They don't think about what am I going to eat today? They just do. You know? Right. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, an example of that and from the New Testament would be where, Satan, aka the demons, or would go into the pigs and then cause the pigs yeah. to commit suicide, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the pig didn't say have to hand over his will. <laughs> the, yeah, I agree with you. Animals don't have the image of God. Well, that was a good one. Well. Charge into the sea and they commit suicide. Yeah. That was a very good one. I never thought about that before, about Satan being able to possess animals. But I mean, that, but that would be an example, right? Where well, it, and, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine. Uh, people say all the time, oh, this cat just attacked me randomly. It used to be the nicest <laughs> cat ever. I don't want to It's hilarious. There's, there's a lot of people out there who hate cats who are like this line of thinking. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying no, no, it may not be the animal. It could be the fact that God, uh, the devil's trying to use whatever it takes to get your attention, you know, to attack you. Or maybe God's trying to stop you from doing something. You know, animals are tools, man. I've seen it firsthand where I've had seen animals save and rescue people's lives that goes out of their characteristics and they're like oh that's the best dog ever but the dog may have just been the tool 
yes, we can credit the dog, but it could have just been God's tool to show you, hey, you got cancer, or hey, there's a lost little boy here, or whatever, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't set any of that in stone, but I, I am very open to the possibility that God can do anything using any of his creatures. Yeah. To do. Yeah, I'm not averse to any of that. So what's interesting, I'm not going to go in any further scripture on this, because I know that uh, this is like, uh, this. We're, we're going to try to do this topic and hit on it a couple more times. I know that this will be the first of many, but what I do want to say is you can look throughout the scripture. I can point out many verses that have the point of the angel. I can point out many scriptures that have the point of where good angels are there and then demonic angels and so on and so forth. But the thing I'm trying to hammer at home to you is, is everything God wants us to know is right there in the Bible. Yes, I did doubt in dinosaurs, and that's another topic for another day. But I did doubt it until I got into Job and I realized that maybe there were dinosaurs. Maybe God revealed to me in Job that there are these things and that they aren't manufactured by man. So any questions we have, usually God answers them with the scripture. Right. I mean, I'm. Yeah, Job 40 talks about, if anything, I'm not sure that specific verse talking about a dinosaur. It could or could not be, depending on how you translate some of the description yeah. of the creature. But I think it goes without saying that there are, re, the scriptures are replete with examples of ideas such as dragons, such as um, the satyrs, right? And uh, the, the Leviathan in, in Psalms that talk, you know, that. There's all kinds of descriptions of creatures that we don't recognize immediately in you know, modern sense. Yeah. But I'm very open to that, and I have my own thoughts about um, the time frame of the universe. You know, I'm not, I don't put as much stock as, into it as a lot of Christians do. Young yeah. Earth versus old Earth, I don't think it really matters, to be honest. I don't uh, either. I don't put all that stock into but that either. I'm very open, it's considering, especially when the dinosaur um, explosion happened. You know, at the height of the period where man was wanting to kind of break away from God, it would, and they posited it as an alternate theory. I, I think that's, you know, well, it's delving into conspiracy, it. but I think there was a very real sense that man wanted to d- break away from the uh, the religions of, you know, of his past. And so um, I don't think dinosaurs are contrary to the Bible. And it was on I think that this, if anything, let's play it like this. Let's just say, for argument's sake, Job was right before Noah's time frame, and Noah could have utilized the dinosaurs hypothetically to build the ark. This is a hypothetical <laughs> yeah. hypothesis. And so once that was done, God saw no more need for the dinosaurs, realizing that they would not fit into the grand scheme of things. But for us to remember that there were dinosaurs during the flood and they all died and got and wiped away or whatever, then we see that all right, well, dinosaurs are gone, but here's the fossils to show that God did it, create them at one point. So, right. I, mean, I think that is very interesting. I mean, because, yeah, we're going way off topic, but I think it's just bears mentioned that, you know, the science books say that we, there's these creatures known as dinosaurs. Um, there is no real word for dinosaurs, so just giant lizards. Yeah. And um, at some point in the past, something happened and i've heard all kind of crazy theories one of the most recent and most craziest theories is that dinosaur flatulence or farts you know dinosaur gas um yeah caused the atmosphere to do something or another and then they all died out 
but science books say that there was these creatures and then at some point they something happened and they all died well i can't help but realize you know that our our scriptures say that yeah something did happen in a specific specific point in time that would yeah. have caused some things to go extinct right and I think even they found a dinosaur um, perfectly preserved. Yeah. Look at the article. Um, and it died in a flood. And that's a scientific article. And I mean, I'm not giving any references. So I, you, I don't, I don't want the listener to put too much stock into it. But you can Google it. And it's, it's a reputable science article. It talks about a dinosaur that was preserved in a flood. So I'm like, okay. Well, we'll probably get more into that part probably. Yeah. Maybe, uh, Sunday or Monday, whenever we do our podcast on Noah's Ark. That's just very interesting, though, right? Because, I mean, how much, you know, at some point you have to be, okay. Bible, that doesn't mean the Bible's true, but it does, you know, give more credence, credence than what they, they often portray it as, as a fairy tale. Yeah. But I'm not too, like I said, that's not my, I'm not too interested in the apologetic. No, it's a, I, you know, that's, that's another that's another day's topic. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. uh, the only reason why I brought that up is to kind of give, uh, to kind of give a comparison of some of the things, but you know, long story short, I appreciate the first of many conversations about aliens and angels. And, uh, once again, we do have a email address. If you have questions about either one or one, know something about them. It is hidden mana. 1027 at yahoo.com we check it you know daily or every other day so if you have a question about that just write topic you know aliens versus angels and we'll we'll mention it and we'll discuss it you know i'll give a closing prayer and then we'll close out for this chapter and uh we'll see you on the next side um dear heavenly father thank you for this podcast thank you for chris being able to talk with us about this topic we hope that the listeners have heard this message do not find it too squeamish, but they find understanding and hope in it. And it gives them a new light and new understanding of how important it is to decipher what the world shows us and what you show us, God. Lord, we ask you to bless all those that are around us and to heal all the sick and all the people that are lost in this world. We ask you to bring the light and for us to reflect it to them. We ask for this podcast to go as far and wide as east to west and north to south. And it seems to bless those of us. It's in your name I pray, my Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. Until the next time, we thank you again from Head Manor. God bless you all and have a wonderful night. Bye, everybody.